Hi friends, Gerald Law here. Welcome to the Love Lake Norman podcast. Love Lake Norman is a church in Cornelius, North Carolina, whose mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. You're about to hear a message that will be helpful and hopeful. Our goal is to encourage you to take the next step in your faith. Wherever you are, we want you to know that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope you enjoy this message. Well, Dr. Henry Cloud tells a story of the parents of a 25-year-old man who came to see him for counseling, and they actually wanted him to fix their words, their son. They didn't come with their son, and Henry said, well, where is he? And they said, well, he didn't want to come. And he asked, why? And they said, he doesn't think he has a problem, to which Henry replied, well, maybe he's right. Tell me more about it. And so they tell him about problems from a very young age with him. In more recent years, he'd had problems with drugs and staying in school and finding a career and avoiding responsibility and and hanging out with questionable people. They loved him and they had tried everything they knew uh, how to do. They supported him financially at school. And when he flunked out because he stopped going to class, they helped him find another school that would be a, a better fit. They talked for a while and Dr. Cloud finally said, I think your son is right. He doesn't have a problem. And they stared at him for a minute and finally said, you know, excuse me? Dr. Cloud said, that's right. He doesn't have a problem. You do. He can do whatever he wants. You pay, you fret, you worry, you plan, you expend energy and you keep him going. He doesn't have a problem because you've taken it from him. Those things should be his problem, but right now, they're yours. Then he said to them, the solution here is to clarify some boundaries so that his actions cause him problems and not you. And then he goes, he is irresponsible and happy. You are responsible and miserable. That story comes from the book uh, Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend. And and I'm going to go ahead and tip my hat and my hand to say that in today's message called Boundaries, I'm, I'm drawing a lot of Uh, of things from their content there because it's so good and so practical when it comes to dealing with the people in our lives who drive us crazy. This is week three of our series called You Make Me Crazy, where we are learning to deal appropriately with the people in our lives who put us on edge and uh, sometimes they put us over the edge. Physical boundaries are are easy to see, like my property lines at my house, right? I'm responsible for what happens on my property and you're not because you don't own it. I do. And, and I'm not responsible for what happens on your property, just, just on my own. That makes sense to us, right? We don't just need physical boundaries though. We need emotional and spiritual boundaries as well. Boundaries define us. Boundaries define what is me and what is not me. A, A boundary shows up where I end and someone else begins. And you may be thinking, well, I mean, that sounds pretty obvious. But in a relationship with a kid or a parent or a coworker or a boss or a spouse, those things can get blurry. Proverbs 4.23 says this, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Now, this becomes complicated, especially in the Christian life, because, because we are called to give our hearts, right? We're called to love and serve and be selfless and put other people first. Those things are throughout the scriptures, especially in the New Testament letters. But we're not called to give ourselves away, to give our our hearts away to the point of becoming 
unsubmittable. We're, we're, we're called to submit to one another out of love, but we're not called to subvert our personality so that we almost disappear, where, where we ignore our rights and let ourselves be run over. Now, what if I told you to guard this piece of property, right? Guard this piece of property. Don't let anything happen to it because it's your responsibility. But then I didn't tell you what the boundary lines were. I didn't tell you where it ends and where another property begins. It would be difficult. It would be confusing. Well, it's hard to guard your heart if you aren't sure where the boundaries between you and other people are. Proverbs 14.10 says, this. It says, each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. The idea is that each of us is created as an individual. There, there's a place where you end and I begin. There's an identity that, that you, that, that specifically you, that no one else can have. Now, some of us have grown up believing that establishing boundaries is actually like a bad thing, that it's selfish and it's even sinful. And if that's you, you probably feel bad when you say no to people. We want you to get past that. Saying no can be a really good boundary defining thing. We are responsible to others and for ourselves. To others and for ourselves. Galatians chapter six says like this, carry each other's burdens and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. We are responsible to others. And, and that's what this verse is about. We are responsible to carry each other's burdens. But check this out. A couple of verses later, it says, it says this, it says, for each one should carry their own load. That's from Galatians chapter six, verse five. That means that everybody has responsibilities that only they can carry. There are things in your life that, that no one can do for you. Kind of like this backpack. Like you have to take responsibility for certain things in your life. Like there's a, there's a load in your life that you are personally responsible for. No one else can carry this for you. Um, now you might've noticed that there's two different words in those two different verses. One of them is burden and one of them is load. And it's interesting that in the Greek, which is the original language where this was written, the word burden means excess burdens, things that are, that are so heavy that they weigh us down that we can't really carry them on our own. In, in my neighborhood, there's a giant rock up at the clubhouse. And it's like, if I were to take you up there and just say, hey, pick that rock up and carry it, you wouldn't be able to. It's too heavy. It is an excess burden. Now, there are things in our lives like tragedies and crisis situations that, that we cannot handle on our own that are excess burdens. I'll never forget the night my friend called me late, late one night, letting me know that his two sons had been in a car wreck and that one of them and their two best friends had died in this car wreck. He needed me and I drove immediately to where he was. Uh, an excess burden sometimes requires a whole community to carry, but, but a load is, is different in the Greek. It's defined as cargo or, or what you would carry around with you daily. It's, it's like what you can fit in this backpack. Something that you alone can carry, your, your, your feelings, your attitude, your behavior, your effort, the things that God has given you specifically to do. It takes effort. But we're supposed to do these things on our own, like, like carrying this backpack. Now, here's the problem. We confuse burdens with, with loads. When we actually, like when we act like someone else's big rocks are their daily cargo and they refuse help, or we act like our daily load is a giant boulder and we get upset when people don't carry it for us. 
Those two problems result in either constant pain, I'm carrying a giant rock all by myself, or irresponsibility. I'm not carrying my daily cargo because I'm expecting others to do that for me. Um, we have a fence around our backyard. Uh, a lot of you do, I would imagine, and I don't stop to think a lot about it, but, but what is it doing there? Well, that fence is keeping the good in and the bad out. It, it, it kept my kids safe playing back there when they were younger. It, it keeps my dog safe now when she stays inside the fence's boundaries. It keeps unwanted trouble like other dogs or, or animals or like unwanted other kids, okay, out. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. If I didn't have that fence, anything could come into my yard at any time. Our, our, our neighborhood has had coyotes uh, in it before. And if I didn't have that boundary, one of them could come in and snatch my dog. So today I want to talk to you about two things. First, what are the things that cause us to blur our boundaries? What are the habits, the words, the actions that, that we take that give us boundary problems? And then second, I want to share with you what appropriate boundaries look like and what God says to us about them. Because once we know this, we can start to make necessary changes so that the crazy makers, the people who drive us, drive us crazy in our lives, don't impact us in negative ways. So let's start with this. What are the things that cause us to blur our boundaries, to ignore our property lines in our own lives? The first one might be for you this. You say yes to the bad. You say yes to the bad. This is known as being a, a compliant. I read a story about a man named Robert who said that as a boy, his three sisters were between three and seven years older than him. And when he was little, they used to, to hit him and beat him up, like, like really take it to him. But whenever he would try to fight back, his parents would say, boys don't hit girls. That's bad manners. And in the meantime, he was like, I am getting beaten up every single day by my sisters. And you're telling me that I can't, I can't say no. I can't push back. If we don't teach our children to say no, it will open them up to all sorts of evil that is in the world. To, to feel safe in our world, we all need to learn to say things like, no, I disagree. I will not. I choose not to. Stop that. That hurts. That's wrong. That's bad. And adults who can't do this say yes to bad things. If we can't say no, we're going to be unable to do what Proverbs 4.23 says to do, which is, again, to guard my heart above everything else. Now, if that's you, it's probably because of fear. Fear of hurting someone's feelings, fear of abandonment, fear of punishment, fear of shame, fear of being seen as bad or selfish, fear of being unspiritual. If, if, if this is you, you, you take on too many responsibilities and you set too few boundaries and you even sometimes mask it as a spiritual thing, but it's not. You're doing it because you're afraid. Now, uh, the second way that we blur our boundaries is this. You say no to the good. You say no to the good. This is called being an, an avoidant person. It's when you have an inability to ask for help, to recognize your own needs and to let other people in. This is the person who will always listen to other people's issues, needs, and hurts, but never share their own. They'll diminish themselves and what they've been through. And it's saying no to the good because they don't give themselves the opportunity to be heard and to be cared for. And, and, and they don't give others an opportunity to care for them. They withdraw 
when they're in need. We, we definitely need to avoid destructive relationships and say no, but, but we also need to be able to allow ourselves to enjoy the safe ones, to enjoy the safe relationship. Even God allows us freedom to let him in or not. He says in the book of Revelation, here I am, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. He doesn't force his way in. He gives us the freedom to open that door or not. Now, a third way that we blur boundaries is this. You don't respect others' boundaries. You don't respect others' boundaries. These are people that are called controllers. And it's, it's the boss who asks you to work at all hours of the day and sometimes at night uh, for controllers. No doesn't mean no. No means maybe and maybe means yes. They look at no as a challenge. Controllers are looking for someone to carry their backpacks, not just their big rocks. Peter did this actually one time with Jesus. Jesus was telling his disciples about his upcoming suffering and his death and resurrection. And, and Peter took Jesus aside and he began to rebuke him. But Jesus came back at Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan. You don't have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Controllers can be manipulative. When controllers need emotional support, they may do a favor for a friend, hoping that by being love, loving, they'll receive love in return. You know people like this? There are strings attached to their love. This is, this is where I could tell you some stories about like people I know or have known, but I would literally have to change the names to protect the innocent or like to protect the guilty. Um, what's wrong with this? It's just not a picture of healthy, healthy love. Love isn't supposed to seek a return. In 1 Corinthians 13, it says that love is not self-seeking. It's not self-seeking. Caring for someone so that they'll care back is just an attempt to control them. The fourth thing is this. You don't hear the needs of others. This is the fourth way that we blur boundaries, by, by being non-responsive, where you don't hear the needs of others. Have you ever been sharing something deep or personal or heartbreaking, maybe, with somebody, and it's possibly about a situation that you're in or a crisis or a struggle that you're going through, and the person you're sharing with basically says, just get over it. Life is tough. You're going to have to just deal with this. I have had that happen, and it is crushing and the person is being non-responsive. Why is that a boundary problem and not just them being insensitive? Well, remember when I said we're responsible to others and for ourselves? This is the two part. If, if this is a good friend or even a spouse who responds like this to us, well, they're not responsible for us and changing how we feel, but there's a part of them that's responsible to us to help us carry our burdens, to listen, to sympathize. Proverbs 3 says this, do not withhold good from those to whom it's due when it is in your power to act. We're responsible to care about and help people that God puts in our lives within certain limits. And when we don't, we're being non-responsive. We aren't really hearing the needs of others. So what are the things then that help create appropriate boundaries in our lives? What are the things that we need to pay attention to if, if we're gonna create, establish, and, and sometimes maybe even reestablish boundaries? Well, let's name some of them now. First is this, it's gonna sound very obvious, your skin. 
your skin. This is the most basic boundary that we have. God made you within your own skin as a unique individual. And this is the boundary that, that you and I have. Psalm 139 says, you've created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. But if you've been violated physically, or even sexually, or you will often have a poor sense of boundaries when it comes to your body because you were taught that this wasn't a valid property line for you. And at the basic level, it's understanding that everything within this skin is me. It's my property and that I am responsible for. Now, another boundary is created with your words. You can create good boundaries with your words. And some of us need to really begin to believe, for instance, that it's okay to say no. The word no allows us to set limits and keep us from difficult relationships and even abuse. It's not a a, a no, but maybe. Sometimes we just need to say no, even if it runs the risk of altering or even losing the relationship. The Bible warns us in 2 Corinthians uh, about people giving to people reluctantly or under compulsion. Your, your words define your property lines for others. They don't know where they are if you don't speak up and you're not direct. Your words, let people know where you stand. Another thing that helps create healthy boundaries is this, the truth, simply the truth. Knowing the truth about God, believing that there is truth to know about God shows you his boundaries and puts limits on you. He says, for example, that you reap what you sow. He says that that's true. And you can accept this reality and have your health in your relationships, even with the crazy makers in your life, or you can ignore it at your own risk. When you're in touch with God's truth through his word, you're putting yourself in touch with reality. And if you think about uh, what Satan does in the Bible, especially in the story of Adam and Eve, do you know what he's doing? He's distorting the truth. He's inviting us to question God's goodness. Acknowledging God's truth that that he is in control, he is loving, he is full of grace, he is righteous and holy. All of these things actually put us in a safe and healthy place spiritually. And then there is this, physical distance, another boundary. Physical distance is an obvious boundary. Proverbs 22 says, the prudent see danger and they take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty The prudent see danger and take refuge. Sometimes you need to physically remove yourself from a situation to clarify your boundaries, to get away from danger, to limit evil. This is what needs to happen in any abusive relationship, also in relationships with people who are trying to get you to do something that you know is wrong or who you know aren't good influences on you. There are times where you need to put physical distance between them and you to reestablish good boundaries for yourself. Physical distance. Another one is this, time. Time. Sometimes what you need with the crazy maker in your life is time. Time apart. Time apart allows you to reset your boundaries and communicate that you won't be taken advantage of or neglected or abused. And then let me give you one more way to create healthy boundaries. And that is this, other people, other people in your life. We need other people, other healthy people to help us do this. Your wife, your husband, your significant other, your friend, your brother or sister, your crew member. We need to look out for each other. 
when it comes to boundaries. We need to help one another out. If you see someone consistently ignoring the boundaries in their life and struggling, you should say something. We have to do this for one another if we're gonna find healing and health. Above all else, guard your heart, it says, for everything you do flows from it. So what's your next step with this? Like, where do you find that you struggle with this? Because we all have at least one area where we struggle in when it comes to boundaries. Maybe you found yourself saying yes to the bad. Maybe you found yourself saying no to the good, or maybe you've had times where you have not respected the boundaries of others yourself, or that you don't hear the needs of others. Your next step may be to realize where your skin ends and another person's skin begins, or, or using your words more effectively. Maybe it's leaning into the truth more, or, or maybe right now you need to put some physical distance or, or time between you and that crazy maker in your life or allowing other people in to help you. Whatever your next step is, know this. God, through a relationship with Jesus, invites you into growing health and wholeness spiritually, emotionally, and physically. And pursuing a relationship with Jesus is the absolute best way to learn how to establish healthy boundaries and how to have healthy relationships because he will give you the courage and the strength to say both yes and no. And he promises to walk beside you through all these things no matter what, no matter what. Let's pray. God, would you help us to take steps towards health and wholeness so that we can be more effective for you. There are so many broken relationships that are around us and that we are in or that we have been a part of, God. Would you help us to recognize what boundaries we need to set up? Uh, would you help us recognize when it's okay to say no? Help us to feel even good about that. Would you give us courage where we need to take steps in our relationships with the people in our lives who sometimes make us crazy, God? Help us, Father, to take the steps that we need to, to live in you and to grow in you and to live joyful, peaceful lives when it comes to other people around us. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks again for listening. You can find out more about Love Lake Norman at lovelkn.org. If you live in our area, we would love to have you join us on Sunday. If you're not near our church, we want to encourage you to find a life-giving church to be a part of where you live. That will be a key next step on your spiritual journey. Please take a minute, subscribe to this podcast, and keep up to date with our weekly messages. And thanks again for joining the Love Lake Norman podcast.